Hoops Heaven proudly brings to you Basketball Hustle, featuring your host, the writer, Chris Pike, and the scoring machine, Sean Redditch. Now it's time for another episode of Hoops Heaven's Basketball Hustle. Okay, hello and welcome to a special bonus episode of Hoops Heaven's Basketball Hustle. And because we've had a bit of a change in format for our show this year and Damien Martin's on board to present his the Damo Defensive Player of the Year Award on every show and to run down every game with, with my co-host Sean Redditch. And, and now, as of a little bit of a change recently, Maddie Knight's now on board for our Tab Touch preview. We've decided in, to make the most of our guests that we have on the show. We'll give them their own show. So our very first first guest is somebody that's the most experienced player in the NBA right now. He's approaching another another big milestone, and he's in some of the best form of his career right now, even though he hasn't been home for almost a month. Adam Gibson's the man I'm talking about. Gibbo, thanks for joining me. Appreciate it, mate. Thanks for having me. Now, you're our very first bonus show this year, and I couldn't think of anyone, anyone better. As I mentioned, the most experienced player in the league right now. You're getting close to 450 games. I think you'd be happy to know you're not close to the oldest player in the league, though. So I think you can probably take being the most experienced as long as you're not the oldest. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy with that. I know there's a few guys. Daniel Kicker comes to mind, a lot older. So um, if I can play as long as him or as old as him, then uh, I might try to get closer to 500 or that record. So we'll see what happens. Now, I reckon I've, I've spoken to you and ended up doing articles. I, I reckon the first one might have been... Might have been your 250th game, and then we did one for your 300th, your 350th, your 400th, and... We can probably talk about enough now to, to allow me to do one for your 450th as well. There's a lot to happen, and it might end up being in the hub when you get to, get to the 450 games. But when you get to a milestone like that, does it, does it mean, mean a lot, especially now that that 500 is actually getting within reach? No, nah, it hasn't really, to be honest. Like, it's definitely not something to think about. I didn't even realise that I was a, the most played player games, whatever, now. So I don't think about it at all. I think that that'll be something once I'm retired or done or whatever at the end of my career I'll look back on but yeah to know I'm close to 450 um, I don't feel like I'm slowing down which is a good feeling and, and hopefully I can keep k- kicking along for a few more years. Well let's touch on that so the start to your season it's been it's been outstanding you're shooting the ball I haven't looked at the numbers but I imagine at the highest clip you ever have in your whole career anytime you take a shot right now you don't look like missing but your body looks healthy you look in great shape Everything about your game now, um, including the way you're moving around the court, looks looks fantastic. What's what's been the secret? Yeah, I think with um, the the big COVID break, you know, obviously being in lockdown for eight months or whatever it was, mm. it just allowed us to have a lot of time to to work on my body. Calves have been the biggest issue I've had over the last I don't know four or five years. So to have that massive COVID break, we were able to try some different things. Um, I've had. You know, I think four or five different injections, some hydro injections, and then some Botox, um, which seems weird getting Botox in your <laughs> yeah. calves. But, you know, Harley Bennell and a few AFL players, a, a really good doctor in Perth, has done that before and worked for him. And yeah, so we kind of went down that route. And just having this, such a long break during COVID allowed me to try these things without having to get back on the floor yep. and, and preseason train or whatever. So that stuff, I think, has helped my calves a lot. Um, which has helped other parts of my body feel better. And now I just feel like I'm running around and not having to worry about an ankle or a you know a body calf and not hesitant. So I'm kind of just coming out there and just letting it fly and my body's feeling better. So I think that's a fair, fair reason why I've, I've come out how I have. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, from my point of view, knowing you a little bit, it's, 
it's been a lot of fun to see you play so well. It's, it's, it, I've actually just every time I see what you make a shot, you, you just, you just feel, feel happy for you because I know, you know, what you've been through and how hard it's been for you to get on the court the last few years. I mean, did it get to a point where you had to take some of these drastic actions, or physically you might just not have been able to keep playing? Yeah, it's definitely been a real mental thing. Um, definitely, like just over the years, especially last year, you know, I think I missed six or seven games. Mm. It's just real frustrating. You just feel like you let the team down. You know, I've got to you know, monitor my minutes at practice. And, you know, coaches are always like, how are you feeling? Can you go today? And, and with calf issues, it's hard. You, you kind of have to really, really smart with it. So the fact that now that, you know, I don't have to worry about it so much. But even going through the, the COVID stuff and the, the setbacks, you know, the calves would feel good after the first injections and they get, get sore again. I'm like, you know, is this ever going to end? So the mental battle is to, geez, I might be close to done now because it just keeps going on me or whatever. But having this extended period of time allowed me to add some different things and try some different things in the gyms and yeah I think that that's really helped so and having such a long break you know I think we were all kind of fresh and just ready to play some basketball so now now that I feel good I'm just kind of playing pretty free and um, a lot of confidence obviously and that's translating on court. I think because of how many games you've played and how long you've been playing I think it's easy to think you maybe are a bit older than you actually are I think you're only 33. 34. Just turned to, I think only recently turned 34, possibly. Yeah. I mean, that means you could easily keep playing for three, four, five more years. I mean, is that how you feel right now? If the body holds up, there's no reason you couldn't? Yeah, for sure. I definitely feel like that now. And mm. a lot can change in a week, <laughs> yeah, so yeah. I'm going to touch a lot of wood. <laughs> but, yeah, for sure. And um, I definitely want to keep playing as long as, like, my game's not reliant on speed or athleticism, really. Um, I've always been a bit smarter and know my way, how, how I can work my way through a game. So as long as my body holds up, um, I don't see why I can't. And only being 34, you know, there's obviously older guys. You know, Dave Anderson played for 37, 38. And Kicks, who I mentioned before, like, just guys like this who are older and still playing, there's no reason why I can't. So as long as the I body... Damo was still 35. 36. 36. So as long as the body holds up, I'll, I'll play till they boot me out the door. Now, what about how tough this past month has been? So, and probably the fact that it came from, from nowhere. So you're sitting back enjoying or getting ready to celebrate New Year's Eve and then all of a sudden there's another COVID outbreak in Melbourne and all of a sudden the other states are all closing their borders again to Victoria and the next morning you've got to get out of there and, and as a result you haven't been back home now since and it's been almost a month and it will be a month by the time you get back home next week as we're recording this because you've got another stop in Bendigo before that. Um, I mean, the fact that you couldn't plan for it, what has this month been like Been like to deal with? Yeah, it's been rough. Like we, we kind of had some pre-warning because of sitting in Illawarra. They got moved out pretty quick. So they kind of told us, if this happens, put some things in place. If you have families, whatever, I've got dogs, you know, put a plan in place in mm. case you get booted out. And we thought it would be fine. We didn't think it would happen to us. And then New Year's Eve at about... 3 p.m. we got a call saying pack your bags we're moving to Tassie at I think the flight was at 6 30 in the morning so we had to you know obviously pack bags news news eve um work up for myself had to work out you know someone to look after the dogs and all that stuff so it was all pretty rushed and we didn't the worst part was we didn't know how long we were going to be gone for we thought you know it passed a few few days we'd be back and Melbourne's been fine they haven't had any new cases but we still never went back so we spent you know two just over two weeks in Tassie, which was cool to go back there and play a couple of preseason games against New Zealand. Went from there straight to Adelaide and played two games there for over like a week period, and and then we've we've come to Perth for nine days and two games. So yeah, just just not knowing to start with how long we'd be gone. Um, yeah, it gets pretty tiring, and just you get over it. Like the hotels are awesome, the the rooms are awesome, the food's been unreal, but 
when you're just doing that every day for 20, 30 days, it's pretty rough. And I, I really feel for the breakers, the New Zealand team, because they've been going longer than us from New Zealand. And I don't think and they have be, no one in sight. And I don't yeah. think they'll be back anytime soon. So I really have a lot of respect for what they're doing. And um, it's not easy, but it, it's all part of COVID. And we're, just, we're happy we can just play games. How are the dogs at home? Is someone looking after them? The dogs are in heaven. They've got a, another dog there that they play with, so they, I don't even think they know that we're gone. So <laughs> it'd be awesome to get back and see them and just get to our homes and back to our home beds for a week and, and whatever once we finally do get back. Okay, so you, you share that house back in Melbourne with Mitch and, and it looks like you two have a lot of fun together. I mean, is it as much fun living with him as it, as it potentially looks like by the little snippets we get on social media yeah it is like i think you see the best of it obviously on social media <laughs> but that the good thing about living with creaky especially during covid was someone that is going through the same thing he, he's unbelievable the way he trains and prepares his mm. body and so the start of covid in lockdown was awesome his sister was there as well so we we're out doing workouts and it made the time go a lot quicker than than what it did we're in a pretty big house in melbourne so we're able to have our own space as well because sometimes when you're with someone 24 7 it can it can be a bit much and Craig is, Craig is a full-on guy as well so um it was it was great and it still is great he loves the dogs as well so um someone else to, for them to play with but just a great setup for us and then obviously we can we can go to practice together um train together just someone that's been awesome for me and, and us um, this past kind of kind of year so great relationship um, he's doing great things on and off the floor so it's great to be around him and he's taught me a lot do you room with him on the road or do you get, get a break from each other uh, normally we normally we we do room together but because of covid um, we're in single rooms now so there's some positives to covid <laughs> that i think a lot of nbl players are, are happy about so yeah the fact that um, we get our own rooms is awesome but normally we do room together and it's fine like we it's it's perfect because we know what each other likes to do and, and doesn't and we don't get in each other's way whereas if you know, a different roommate it might be a little bit different so we've got a great little setup going now we haven't seen too many different haircuts pop up from from your team during covid all this last month, perhaps except for Ruben Tarangi. What do we make of what he's rocking right now? Or no haircut. So <laughs> he has, I don't know, it's like a helmet, bowl, I don't know what it is. Um, and obviously with COVID, I feel like if COVID wasn't here, he would have gone to a barber and got a cut. And he's, mm. been, he's been trying to get one, but with the restrictions in the three, the 72 hour thing, he's kind of just letting it flop. But the funniest thing is when we see photos of him afterwards, yeah. just a massive big mop <laughs> floating around. Kind of looks like he should be playing for the Japanese team at times. But, yeah, I think once we get back to Melbourne, he'll get it cut and he'll have the short back and sides again. Um, this Phoenix team you're part of, um, looks like it's a lot of fun to play with. and looks like the backcourt, you've already got a great great mix with yourself and Kyle and, and obviously Kiefer already. Um, we, we've seen some good things from, from your bigs as well and the rest of the team. It looks like it's a lot of fun that you're having as a group is that how it feels when you get on the court yeah it is um obviously we still haven't played to our potential we, mm. we've dropped a couple of games but yeah like you said the group is awesome and i think just bringing in the guys we did picking up ruben and, and glizzo from yep. brisbane i think were huge for us two great players that i feel should have played a lot more last year and to have them as locals is awesome and, and Kiefer and ben have been unreal as well so to bring those guys in and then you throw in yarny um Hopefully, Dane Pinot as well gets healthy within the next four or five weeks. We've got a really tough squad, and we're so versatile. We don't rely on one person. You know, one game it's Creaky having 30, then it's Kiefer, and us others pitching around it. So, um, very versatile, great group. We all get along really well. Um, I think at times we get along too well. We need to be a little bit more 
I guess, tougher on each other um, to hold you know, each other accountable. But for the most part, we have a great group and I think that can only lead to good things moving forward. You've played your career under some pretty incredible coaches, obviously. Joey, Joey Ryden, Brian Gorgian, right at the top of that list. Um, Simon Mitchell's early in his NBL career, but I get the feeling you've really enjoyed the last year and a half playing under him. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned two of the best coaches to ever coach in the NBL. Gorgeous showing why he's one of the best coming back from 10 years out of the league and he's got his team at 2 or 3-0 and oh and, and whatnot. And Joey, the same. Unbelievable. Yeah, I, I've really enjoyed my time with Simon. Right from our very first chat, I think I was over in Christchurch filling in for a game with McDowell's team and just talking to Simon and just the role he wanted. Um, just felt comfortable from the start and... Um, someone I really enjoy playing for. He, he lets me play my style and, and encourages us to do that. And that's what you want out of a coach. Um, doesn't hold people back, but holds people accountable and will light anyone up from top to bottom. So he's still young in, in the coaching game, but um, you know, I think starting out, he's done a great job. When I caught up with you last year, um, you talked about how eventually you'd like to transition into a coach, but already as a point guard and a veteran on the bench, you've sort of been an assistant coach in a lot of ways for a long time now already. Do you... 12 months on from probably when we caught up last, do you still feel like coaching is in your future one day? Yeah, I think so. I think at times I need to probably shut up and play <laughs> more and coach less, but <laughs> I definitely do. Um, you know, something I've done for the last 15, 16 years, mm. like half my life has been basketball. So I want to stay involved in the game. Um, I think coaching's a really good option. Um, but again, there's, there's not a lot of roles. There's not a lot of positions available. So who knows when I'm done, if there's spots there. But... Definitely something I'm interested in. Some some role within the NBL um, is what I want to do, whether it's with a team or with the NBL. Um, that's why I started doing you know some podcasts and media stuff and just trying to have a few different options to go down if, if that mm. happens. Yeah, that's, an, that's another thing that I wanted to mention. Um, we talked about the potential that you would be a perfect person to do a podcast um, when we caught up last year as well, and you ended up this, well, I guess during the COVID break, you ended up starting up one-on-one with, with Gibbo, I think it was called. Cool. Yeah. Um, and it seemed to be a great, great hit. It seemed like not only were you able to have a lot of fun catching up with either reconnecting with guys or you know, meeting guys for the first time that you might have not had the chance to meet before, but it was a great chance for you to, to put, put your name out there a little bit as well and get experience in that, in that field. Yeah, it was awesome. Um, COVID happened at the right time. We talked about it the year before, but it never happened. And, and when COVID hit, um, just working with the NBL, they asked if I wanted to do it again, and I jumped at the chance and... I think I did about 30 episodes, which just shows how long COVID went for in <laughs> yeah. Melbourne because it was one a week and it was just week after week. Yeah. It was just, but you're right, just to, to one, be able to catch up with past teammates. You know, I had Paddy Mills, CJ Bruton, you know, Newley, Kickett, mm. Ingalls, some of the best players in Australia. And then to, to interview guys that I've obviously played against but didn't really know too much about them. You know, I interviewed, you know, Bryce Cotton, yeah. um, you know, Mitch McCarran. Um, Jack White, uh, a whole bunch of other guys, and just learning more about them and mm. hearing their stories. You know, Mitch McCarron, who didn't really wasn't picked to go to college, and someone dropped out, so he got a college spot. And then same thing come to the NBL, and just how he started to where he is now, finding out the story about him, and that was the best part about some of those guys that I didn't really know, but I played against to hear their story and, and where they kind of come from. And you're right, just to get that exposure and that connection back to the NBL, and to be able to do that was a lot of fun. Now, what's it like to come to Perth and play against a Wildcats team and know that Damien Martin's either not out injured because he's copped some sort of a, a knock to the head or something and or he's not out on the court to play against. What What's that like? Well, it's one less stress for sure because <laughs> you don't have to tell the new guys to rebound and don't bring it down because Damien's going to snipe it from the back <laughs> or 
Um, it's obviously a lot lot easier, one less worry, but um, it's still, I mean, the Wildcats show what a force they are and what a machine they run here. Just doesn't matter if he's in or out, like there's someone else stepping in to, to help him get wins and obviously Bryce as well. So um, it's definitely a relief to have Damo off the court and <laughs> yeah. over there in a suit, um, but it still didn't help us win. So, yeah, hopefully on, on Friday it's a change. I don't know if you've seen the preview, or, or sorry, the replay of the game, but if you have... What did you make of his TV performance? I haven't seen it. Um, I seen. Did he come to you at all during the game? No, nah, he, he did. didn't. I thought I thought I might get a little sneaky little interview at halftime yep. after <laughs> making a couple of shots, but uh, no, nah, I didn't. I seen it a brief thing, but no doubt he would have been. You know, he's always been a great talker, um, great in front of the camera and interviews and whatnot. So I've got no doubt he would have added his little little touch to it, his little humour to it, and it would have been a, a hit. Well, let's find out more from him. Let's take a deep breath here on Hoop Seven's basketball hustle, Gibbo and. When we come back, we'll have Damo on the line with us. Back here on Hoop7's Basketball Hustle, this bonus, bonus episode. And as promised, Damien Martin, thanks for joining us. Now I'm going to let you loose and no, have, a, have a chat to one of your old mates, Adam Gibson. Yeah, no, thanks for uh, bringing me on to chat with you. How are you, mate? I'm good, Damo. I'm good. We missed you out there the other night. <laughs> oh, man, I was sore just watching from the sidelines, so I had no problem, uh, yeah, replacing a basketball with a microphone instead. But I did feel bad because uh, at halftime when I was doing the review of the first half, I kept hearing myself saying we instead of the Wildcats should be doing this or the Wildcats should be doing that. I kept saying we. So I do apologise, mate. I'm not. I'm going to try and be unbiased on Sunday's game. Uh, but yeah, in case you listen to the broadcast, I, I, I'll uh, try and be better next week. I, I haven't watched that back yet, but I'm pretty sure that's a... Sh- I'm pretty sure Sean Redditch has been doing that for the last few years and probably Lockie Root as well, mate, so don't feel bad. <laughs> ah, good, good, good. Uh, mate, speaking of the game, obviously it didn't go the way you would have liked, but, I mean, I'm not embellishing when I say that if you boys had a one, I think you could single-handedly take credit for it. The run you guys went on in that second quarter and third quarters, uh, in particular, I thought you were brilliant. You know, you backed up a game against Adelaide where you had what, 11 points in 12 minutes and then you rolled over into Perth and you were there you know, the best player for your team. So, mate, you're, you're just a young pop still. How's the body feeling? I mean, you're playing great basketball. Where's your head at with everything? Yeah, I, I mean, we've just been talking about it a little bit. I do feel good. Um, having that extended COVID break allowed me a lot more time to, to get the body right and the calves and, and whatnot. So I finally feel good. Um, you'd probably know yourself when you find, or you probably didn't have it later into your career, but when you actually feel good and you don't have to worry about an ankle biting or a calf biting, you can just go out and play. And that's how I felt to start the season, just having a long preseason. So I feel great and I can just go out there and play. And, you know, obviously been in the league a long time. You know, some of our guys are new to the league, so they might be a little bit nervous. But um, coming into to RAC Arena, I just feel comfortable and. With the body right now, I feel like I can just come out there and play. So it was great to come off and have a great, you know, that, that second quarter you mentioned was unreal for us. But um, as everyone knows, playing against a Wildcats, you need a full four quarters and we got smoked at the end of it. So um, we'll make some adjustments for, for Friday's game and, and hopefully change some things and come out come away with a win. But it, it does feel good to, to make a bit of an impact off the bench. Yeah, no, I thought you've been brilliant all season. I know it's early days, but yeah, every game you've had an impact. Now, look, I'm going to, I'm going to turn it over to Bryce Cotton v Paddy Mills. Obviously, you're great mates with Paddy. I think Paddy's you know top five 
greatest all-time Australian players, absolute legend on and off the court, and now you're guarding, you know, Bryce Cotton. There is talk that if Bryce gets his citizenship, then, you know, hopefully he makes the Boomers team. How do you compare the two players? Obviously, Paddy is an elite player. He's in the NBA, one of the best shooters as well. And then Bryce, who uh, has some similarities to him as well. But being best mates and teammates with Paddy throughout your career and now guarding a Bryce, what are the pros and cons to both of them? I mean, they're both elite. Like, they can score at the drop of a hat. Obviously, they're super quick. I think their speed just separates them from everyone. You know, trying to guard Paddy at boomers camps and, and whatever, like, it's just an absolute nightmare. I think Paddy <laughs> can be a bit more defensive um, you know, orientated, I guess, at times and can really get into the ball when he chooses to. I think that's maybe the only thing he might have up on Bryce. But the fact that, you know, they both play really well with the ball, they play great off the ball, coming off screens, and just the way they, they catch and shoot so quick is so hard to guard, as we all know. So, um, you know, if Bryce hopefully doesn't get naturalised before the season's done, so, you, <laughs> so Wildcats can't pick up another import, but... If you're talking for the Boomers and to win a gold medal, when you're running everything through Paddy and then you've got Bryce to come in and sub him for whatever, you know, even playing them together, that's a, an absolute nightmare to guard. So for the for the country and for the Boomers, um, talk about a lineup to throw those two with the, the NBA talent, but both both super tough, like we've mentioned, super athletic, super quick, great with the ball and just their shot making. You, you see some of the shots Paddy makes in the NBA now. They're so tough, and, and Bryce has been doing it you know, for however many years here in Perth. So it's hard to guard, and it's hard to scout for. So, um, yeah, two two great weapons. Yeah, you're exactly right. And just so fit as well. That's the thing that people don't realise, how hard they work off the ball just to get open. But when you're guarding that for 40 minutes, you just mentally and physically get fatigued, come the fourth quarter, and they still seem fresh. So I think that's another aspect of the game that just makes it fly hell as a defender. Yeah, Mate, you've had one of the all-time great careers, uh, and it's still going. There's still plenty of championships left for you. When you reflect on, you know, Tazzy Boy, uh, and now Tasmania's back in the league, I know you'll probably get sick <laughs> of answering this. Is there a chance we can see a Gibbo captaining, captaining uh, the, the Jack? What are they called? The jump jackers? Or they, or <laughs> the jump jumpers, mate. You better get that right if you're going to be on TV for a little while longer. But no, nah, to be honest, I haven't been asked um, too much about it. Obviously, it's all pretty fresh. Um, I've, you know, obviously, it's awesome for my home state to have a have a national team for all those young kids just to either go and watch the games, to, to be part of an academy there, to just see the professional environment moving forward. So that's first and foremost unbelievable for the state. Um, you know, obviously, with, with Scott going down there, being a part of... You know, the Wildcats organization, I think, is a great fit. Obviously, the NBA background, but um, when you talk about wanting to win in the NBL and setting up a program the right way to, to come from the Perth Wildcats, which have been the benchmark for years, I think is a great great appointment. And, and no doubt, at some point, um, being out of contract, we'll have conversations. But, um, yeah, I kind of don't want to have too much of those myself. I, I, my agency and whatever, they'll take care of that. But, um, you know, for right now, I'm super happy where I am. I don't think I'd be in this position without the Phoenix and the way they've they've kind of pushed me and helped me get to this point. So I'm super happy in Melbourne and I plan on staying there. But, I mean, obviously it's going to, I would assume, going to be an option come the end of the season. Yeah, absolutely. I think they're crazy if they don't throw everything at you to try and get you down there. But yeah, like you said, you're happy in Southeast and got a season to go. Look, just one last one for me. Obviously, you know, you've done, been there, done it all. There were two world champs uh, and Olympic Games, championships. If you had to pinpoint just one moment where you're like, this is the best moment of my sporting life, what, which one is it? Oh, the Olympics for sure. You'd know yourself. You can't, you just can't top. Um, 
probably the phone call from Brett Brown. Uh, I know it's obviously different for you from him, but um, the phone the phone call just to find out that you, you've made the Olympic team for me is something I'll never forget. I was on the Gold Coast and got that call and. To, to be an Olympian something that I always dreamt of as a young kid and to, to have that moment kind of come through. Obviously, when you get there, it's it's an unreal experience, the opening ceremonies and the games and whatever, but that initial phone call after doing all that hard work and going through the camps and then just you, you, your life's on the line when you kind of get that call, you're either in or you're out, and to, to find out you've, you've made it and all that hard work's paid off is something that yeah you can never forget and, and I'm sure you probably agree with that as well, so... That, that for me is the, the tipping point to be an Olympian and represent your country at Olympic Games. Mate, I only ever, t- ever had two bad conversations with Brett Brown. One was that phone call where I had the, the other news is, sorry, mate, we're not taking you. But the other one actually involved you, Dan Kickett, and, and Paddy. And I always just, mate, thank you, thank you, thank you. I, we were late for a flight from London to get to leave for the airport from London to Spain. Kickett and I slept through. I think Kicks told the manager when he came in yelling at us, Kicks like, I'll oh, just get on the next flight, as if it was just like a quick flight from Sydney to Melbourne. And then the only thing that saved us was, the fact that Paddy and you had slept in and Paddy being the superstar I think Brett rode him a little bit harder oh mate thanks mate I appreciate you sleeping in as well otherwise I dare say I would have got cut on the spot then and there is there one funny moment that stands out amongst your career the funniest thing from that whole day and whole morning was the fact that you got on the bus and you had on a Kobe shoe and like a, a shoe you had on from the night out. You had on two separate shoes and you had no idea until you got on the bus. That was by far the highlight of that whole trip. It was, it was a big night the night before, so I was hoping you are going to leave that bit in, but yeah, I was a bit dusty that morning and had no idea what I was doing, hence the one of each shoe. And I think Matty Nielsen has looked down at me and was like, you're kidding yourself, aren't <laughs> A good night, nonetheless. And I'll leave you to it all the best for this weekend and for the rest of the season. But yeah, it's been a real honour playing alongside you, against you, and now watching from the sidelines. No, I appreciate it, Damo. And uh, like you've done, obviously done a lot of lot of great things, but um, no doubt this uh, commentary team and stuff away from the court will be just as uh, just as special. So we we'll look forward to some chats once I, I maybe have a, a great half or a great a great game <laughs> next game. <laughs> Sounds good. I'll drag you over the sideline. Thanks, mate. Okay, thanks to Damien Martin for joining us for that chat here on Hoop 7's Basketball Hustle, our bonus show with Adam Gibson. Now, just to wrap up quickly, Gibbo, just following on quickly, one thing that Damo asked you about. I was, I was stunned when, I don't know, whenever it was, 18 months ago when Brisbane didn't offer you another, another contract. I think it took you by, by surprise as well. Um, firstly, how much did that sting? And then, like you talked about just then with Damo, how grateful are you for the... I don't want to say it's a lifeline because you've earned the life, you've earned the chance, and now you're proving your worth still. But for the chance that the Phoenix have have given you again, yeah, it did. Um, when I first went back to Brisbane, when they came back, you know, that's where I see myself finishing up my career. I'd started there. I, I've always said if they never folded back in the day, I would have been a one club player. And I see guys, you know, Jesse and whatever played in Perth for mm. ten plus years. That I think that would have been awesome to to achieve that. Obviously, it's a business, and I've found that out. Mm. Um, now since but yeah to not, not even get offered anything from Brisbane um, they say the grass is green on the other side and 
Phoenix was definitely a bit of a lifeline because there weren't too many options um, kind of coming through from that with Brisbane offering nothing. So to, I've loved my time at the Phoenix. I feel like I'm a lot better now for that. The The environment that we're in in, in southeast Melbourne's elite, um, I've said one of the best, most professional clubs I've played for just from the setup and whatever. So the fact that I'm there and how I am now, I think I owe a lot to that club. So... Um, yeah, glad they definitely came into the league and glad I'm a part of it. Now, our show here is made possible because of Poop7. So for anyone in Perth, they've got a store on Murray Street in the city um, or you can check them out at hoop7.com.au. But as we re- record this right now, Gibbo, we're about a two-minute walk from the store at Hoop7. When you come to Perth, do you check them out? Mate, every time, whether I'm here, Jason hooks me up every time. I always, if he's posting something or online, I'll check it out and I always hit him up for shoes. And over the years, he's sent me stuff, um, been so smooth and so quick getting me stuff and with a little discount and I owe them a lot. And when we first got here, I took the boys over and a few of the guys got some shoes and I'm actually going to go and grab some soon. So um, love Jace. He's been a big time supporter of us and um, I really appreciate what they do. So a lot of ballers around the NBL, um, I see them post pictures and tag them in it and I think it's awesome. That wasn't even pre-planned, but that's probably the best advert we could have for Hoop7. So thanks very much for that, Gibbo. And, and thanks very much for being kind enough to give up so much of your time here on, on the show. Um, I mean, I've known you for a long time now. It's great to catch up every time I get the chance, whether it's on the phone or in person when you do come to, come to Perth. And I hope everyone enjoyed this chat. And I hope, I hope you didn't, didn't mind being involved in a show that's now hosted by three guys in terms of Matty Knight, Damien Martin and Sean Reddish that you probably didn't have a lot of fun playing against. No, but two Tasman, well, one Tasmanian, Matty Knight. I played with him yep. back in Tassie. Um, I got to play a little bit with Sean, a little bit with Damo, and you know, I feel like if I'd have had them in my back quarter, in my, my <laughs> corner, I would have won a lot more championships. So great plays over the years, and um, you know, I, I don't play against them now, so I like them again. And Sean even started his career in Australia in Tasmania, so he's a kind of a de facto t- Tasmanian. <laughs> Honorary. So Matty Knight, <laughs> Sean, and, and myself holding it, holding it down for Tassie. But uh, no, I appreciate you having me on, mate. I really do. And, Loving the work you're doing for, for us in the NBL. It's great to boost the profile and um, it means a lot to, to the sport. Fantastic, Gibbo. Thanks for your support over the years and let's hope you keep playing like you are right now for a lot longer. Appreciate it.